instead of using your social media platform to sell church, use the social media platform to serve. Mm. If that is your angle of creativity, it'll unlock so many ideas because now it's a place of service back to giving value. Use the social media platform to give value to your church. Is your church getting better because they follow you on social media or are they just aware of what's going on? This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we are on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now, let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle, from the second chair for the second chair. This is Leading Second. Welcome to the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Jenna and I am one of the team members here at Leading Second. I'm so glad that you've joined us and I'm so excited to share with you the great episode we have in store. We wanted to let you know that there are episode guides available for you to help maximize the content in this episode. These guides outline main points, jumpstart conversations, and provide discussion questions. Consider taking your team through it, or you can use it for your own individual growth. You can find this resource at leadingsecond.com slash podcast. For today's interview, we are honored to welcome Omar El Tercori to the podcast. Omar serves as the community pastor at City Light Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, as well as a content creator with Think Media. Brandon sits down with Omar to talk about serving, finding your calling, and the impact social media can have on your ministry. Let's jump into the conversation. Well, Omar, so good to have you with us on the Leading Second Podcast today. Welcome. Glad you're here. Pumped, honored, incredible thing that you have going on. Uh, I'm excited to be on. Thanks, my friend. So glad to have you. And uh, as we're diving in today, why don't you let everybody know, I guess, who you are and how you flow in ministry and in business. Yeah. So my name is Omar Corey, and I guess you could say I split my life into two pieces. This is my last. I'm just kidding. I don't know how that happened. Um, uh, but essentially, two things I have going on. So um, I'm a, a community and kind of like second person at City Light Church in Las Vegas, Nevada with Pastors Jabin and Shannon Chavez. Uh, me and my wife, Amanda, were part of the launch team. Uh, they were our youth pastors at one point. And when they moved back to Vegas or even before they moved back to Vegas, they hit us up and, you know, we love Las Vegas. And so I, I was like, if God used us at, at the highest capacity, being a part of a church plant would be that. And it's been incredible the last four years. We're running five services on a Sunday because we don't fit in our building. Um, and we are thinking about adding a, a six. So please pray for us uh, in the fall. Uh, and they're all in person. We ain't doing that video mess right now. So wow. um, just being wow. faithful. Uh, all that to say, uh, the second part of it would be, I spent a lot of my time during the week uh, as a content creator, a full-time YouTuber for a channel called Think Media, where we teach you know, uh, how to create influence using YouTube and online video. Uh, it's been incredible to see over the last you know, few years uh, over 2 million subscribers, a business that runs really deep and even helping ministry in that end as well. And so that's what I'm kind of doing during the week, but I'm Pastor Omar uh, at our church and it's a funny dynamic. Uh, but, and then also overseeing small groups as something I'm, uh, we're passionate about. But yeah, it's been incredible and cool. First, I just have to say, I love your pastor. He's absolutely one of my favorites everywhere. I mean, not just bringing the word, but his leadership voice is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, he's as good off the platform too, as he is on. So, so absolutely love, uh, pastor Jabin. 
And I love Think Media. I think Think Media is brilliant. I think Sean uh, is is just incredible, and he's a believer. And how cool to see the kingdom business he's building, you know, there. So I just I love where you're at, man. I love the the two dynamics that you have going on. And uh, my wife. Lindsay is joining us today. I pulled her Hello. into the conversation. <laughs> you, you don't show up a lot in the podcast. I know. And, I'm and here today, though. We're here today. And it was so funny. We were driving in today, and, and Lindsay was like, Brandon, Omar's really cool. Uh, she's like, she's like, he, his Instagram, she's like, I want to start a YouTube channel. She's like, what's my YouTube channel going to be about? I need to figure out something for my YouTube channel to be about. I was like, okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's all going to be good. The social media's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. True. So I'm just excited to explore a couple angles with you today. I'm just going to kick this first question in. Um, tell us, what do you love most about your pastor and what do you love most about your church? Um, I love most about my church that I, I love my church. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you're listening to this and I'm sorry, but like, I'm in love with my church. <laughs> I love our worship. Like, and I'm not, it sounds so biased, but like our worship is a one <laughs> and we're a new church, but it's like, it's a one. That's awesome. Uh, Pastor Jabin's teaching. I know Pastor Jabin could be a preacher and back to like, I know you asked like, what do I love most about that? What I love most about our, my pastors, Pastor Jabin and Shan is is their, their, the, the fruit of meekness in their life. I yes. know how, I know what he could be doing. Yes. I know mm. how he could be doing something, but he always chooses to be under control. Meekness is power under control. I would say it for, wow. for Jabin, his opportunity un, under control. Uh, yeah. We golf yeah. once a week. Uh, he takes us on, we, we went on a golf trip. He took eight, eight of us guys. He, he's a local pastor. And I also know he can preach the walls off the, the roof, 100%. Yeah. walls 100%. on roof. I don't know. The, but <laughs> he chooses, <laughs> but he chooses to teach the Bible. Uh, so good. Like, that's what I love. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a seasoned Christian who loves the Lord. And I read my Bible. I'll try and read it every day. We all try to read it every day. And I'm learning so much on a Sunday. That's beautiful. You know, and that's something I love about the church. I, I love the community. I love my church because I love the community. I love the people in it. Um, and, and me having a love for the city of Las Vegas, it attributes my love for our church. But I would say those culmination wise, I, I love it's great. what I love most about my church is that I actually love my church. You know, I love to be there. I love that, that I, it's my home. And then I love that, uh, our pastors really are walking in their calling there. Yeah. They were called to plant a local church in Las Vegas and it may not look pretty and it, it may be. You know, we're, we're trying to make a, a small place work to the best of our abilities. Um, but I know they can be doing so much more, yep. and yet they choose to just be local church pastors. It's beautiful. Why do you lead from the second chair? Tell us about your passion, where that comes from, and how that motivates you. Yeah, I, I think, number one, I think it starts from a place of self-awareness to know that I'm not number one. Mm. You know, um, and so... You know, me knowing that, like, I haven't got, like, the call of God on my life to be number one seat, you know, in both the, let's say the both areas, you know, in church right. and with Think Media, then I would say the only other spot for that would be a supportive role. And I, don't, I wouldn't even say my motive is to be number two. It's just, I'm just serving, mm. you know, and I can, my goal is to be faithful and consistent in every area. And so, uh, it, honestly, uh, when it when it comes to the idea of how I'm perceived as a number two, I don't think it's not something that was intentional going after. It was just more or less, you know, the consistency of, of me showing up and, and therefore, I guess you could say, 
the perceived perception about me being number two in whatever avenue I'm in. But um, but yeah, so I, I I'm grateful for it. I do think there's a grace now, and I, and I'm learning that there's a there's a there's a there's more number twos or there's there's more supportive roles than the number one roles. And I would argue that it's just as influential, if not more, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a cool dynamic to learn. And even me uh, learning about other number twos or, and I, and I don't want to like keep using that always, but like learning other supportive roles in churches. And a lot of times they're very influential. They have incredible backgrounds. They've worked for amazing companies, built big businesses and things like that. And just very fascinating people, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of why. And, that's what I love about it. So something we say a lot at Leading Second is that Leading Second is a calling. We, we truly believe that it's, it is a calling, um, but it's not a calling to a box on an org chart, mm-hmm. and it never has been. Right. It, it is a calling to a, a posture of your mind and your heart. I mean, think about when you're working with a fellow team member. You can be a number two to that person in right. that moment, the way that you come alongside them and help them. And so we, we do not see it as, as a box on the org chart for the XP of the church or something, we really see it as as a spirit that anyone in the organization can lead from the second chair. Right. And I think the more the more we understand that, the more that we can be confident right. in that as a calling. So maybe my question is like where where does your calling like where did you awaken to that calling? What was that what was that spark or that genesis moment for you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I can recall that genesis moment um, where I think the call to ministry clicked. So mm-hmm. I got saved in two thousand eleven. And, you know, graduated college in 2013. And, you know, I jumped right into serving at my local church. It was like helping with church news. It was like using my gifts for the kingdom, you know, like, let me just make videos. Church (laughs) news, I love it. Church news. They don't have to do it anymore, by the way. Those are your OG if you know what church news is. Just do announcements on stage and we call it good. I Um, love it. I love it. No, but it led to an opportunity where I got got hired after college uh, as a creative director at the church I was at. And... um, I would say I wasn't called with that with that being hired. I was just I was just hired. It was a good job. It was aligned with my gift mix, but it wasn't until I went to grow in 2014 uh, with Chris Hodges at, at Church of the Highlands, and being in that environment in 2014, I felt like I got like baptized into the ministry almost, you know. And I learned f- the spirit of intentionality in ministry. So me not having knowing I was called to ministry. It was almost like I had no, um, you know, uh, I, there was like no intention to what I was doing. I was just doing a job, right? Mm. But getting what they were doing over there and learning that everything you could in, you do in ministry could be intentional. And Paul would even say that like his, 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 his ministry was effective, that we can actually have effective ministries, that like what you do in ministry can actually produce fruit that, that you reverse engineered, you know? Um, all that to say that, that, that would be like the key moment was that conference. And so I got, I think it's important to get in environments like that because you can get something that literally I am running on moments that happened in 2014 at that conference and, and city lights been a part, experiencing the pastor Omar from going to that conference, if that makes sense. But yeah, that would be the moment. Something, I don't know that I had language for this for a long time. Um, but I think something that leading second exists to do is to help people clarify their calling. 
and understand their calling. I actually feel like that's really important because it becomes an anchor. It becomes an anchor in the tough moments, the moments where ministry is not making sense, and the ministry when when you feel like you're on a different page than your pastor or, or, or whatever it is, you have to go back. You have to have those anchors, those proverbial 2014 moments. I, ha- I have mine, and I, I think that's one thing I want Leading Second to help leaders do is awaken to that calling, that, that it is, it's there, it's of God. And I've, I've heard it said in ministry a long time, you got to hold your calling tight even while you hold your opportunity with an open hand or your position with an open hand. You know, you started doing church news. It just blesses me more than you know that you said church news, by the way. Yeah, uh, now that, that you're like a YouTuber. Um, you know, I, I got my start like youth pastor leading worship, you know, that whole track. Um, but at the end of the day, the calling is the same in terms of how we relate to our church and our pastor. I have another question, and then, Lindsay, you can pop in with a question or two. But um, when you show up at your church— you know, on a Sunday or whenever you interact with the team, what value do you attempt to bring to your church and to your team? Dude, when, when I do Q and A's, a lot of the times the answer is in the question. And in this context, the value I bring every day is giving value. Mm-hmm. And I, I always make it a point to know how can I just be a value with someone else? Mm-hmm. And I think the the business world has gotten a cap, has captured this really well because like you can grow and influence by giving value and, and I mean John Maxwell teaches on this a lot as well, but that is the number one thing that's on my mind. Like how can I be of value to you? And and that sometimes could come in the context of serving, coming alongside staff and seeing maybe something they need help with and maybe there's a, there's a gap between getting some people from this place to this place. Okay, then let's see why. Like, what can we put right here to be able to do that? Uh, on a Sunday, it really is, is uh, a lot of times the value is me. Like, I want people to know that I'm present and that I'm it's there beautiful. to hear what they're going through. And like, it's not just, hey, good church, cool. See you next week. Have a great week. Bye. No, I, I am present. I am going out there. Um, and, and I just want to be a source of value to people. Yeah. So beautiful. I would say the value of giving value is what I'd like to I bring. love it. Um, well, I, I really want to talk to you about uh, being in the social media world and also the church world, because I feel like maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like they, those two things could be at war with each other a little bit, maybe. Um, can you just talk a little bit about being in both worlds? Um, how, I feel like you found strength in both. And so, mm. um, you know, the, to me, I, I, I struggle with the social media world because um, I guess I don't know how to be on there sometimes. And it's just kind of, um, there's so much stuff that I'm like, it's just so much. Sure. Right. So how, how, how have you found the, to, you do both so well. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like you mentioned it just a moment ago that I don't, I don't compartmentalize my calling. I don't compartmentalize ministry. My life is my ministry, right? Like the things I'm involved in is always ministry and, and, but having the wisdom and the self-awareness to understand the context you're in, right? So Think Media isn't an overtly Christian brand, but we build the business on Christian values and biblical values. Um, obviously, me being at the church, it's overtly Christian. Let's hope that's the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully. But, but when we think about the word integrity, integrity is just being the same person in every room. Wow, and so yeah. I'm not turning it on for Sunday and turning it off for Monday. Mm. You know, it it really is just a self-awareness to know the context I'm in. And heck, we 
when we have the opportunity to get people in a room, we know what we do at Think Media ultimately is that people will know who Jesus is. And so we had a live event in May in Vegas and we had John Bevere do a bonus session. Hey, just come to our bonus session. We're giving away a free book. And 300 people gave their life to Christ at That's a video beautiful. marketing conference. That's absolutely beautiful. Uh, professing Jesus as their Lord, Lord and Savior. So, but we know there, there's wisdom in Paul says, I've become all things to all people. Yeah. And so that, I think that's what it is. But like to boil it down to a thing, it's, it is a calling. I, I felt an unlock to know that I was called to do both. And whenever, wherever God calls you to do anything, he gives you the grace to, to do it. And I don't think it's for everyone, but I do think people, and if you're listening to this podcast, you had something burning inside of you and you feel ashamed to do both. God, there, there is grace to do both. You know, whether it's be in ministry on a vocational standpoint, like on a Sunday and be a right. part of that, but run for governor as well, you know, whether it's, or you have a, a something in you that like, I should be probably like, there's a, there's a, there's a problem that would, that I could solve and make a lot of money. And that would bring a lot of finances into the kingdom of God. Like, yeah. like I don't want to, like right. we, I have felt robbed in moments prior to city light that I couldn't do that. Like it had to look one way that like there was a track on like how it looks like, you know, your calling has, you look at somebody else who's done the same thing as you kinda, and then you're like, it must look that way for me. And that's not the case. That's, you know, the, the only track that you have is your unique track and not a religious track that just because somebody else went that route or it looked that way for most people yeah. that it has to be for you. So I can't so tell good. you how much I appreciate this conversation right now be, because I, I'm a thoroughbred ministry person. I've been in the same church since I was one. I've been in ministry 20, oh, 21 years. Like I, so I'm, I'm a, I am like a thoroughbred in this thing, but we have made a hero out of like one track uh, of what it looks like. You're the youth pastor. Then you're the worship guy. Then you're the this then you're the that you may, maybe you plan a church. I mean, like we've made, we've made a hero out of out of one thing yeah. and what i am getting from you right now is confidence to be who god has created you to be 100. and and the church must engage with the world the church must be out in the world it, it, it's vital to the church's potency that we embrace these tensions 100. and and uniqueness and you know for clarity i don't know if i if i talk about this a lot but i mean i haven't been been on paid staff in church, local church ministry in 11 years. I've been, I have told my pastor yesterday, I've been now off staff longer than I was ever on staff. And um, yeah, leading second still ministry. I get that. But, but I haven't been on the, 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 the church staff flow. And I know you're not either. You're not you're from a paid standpoint, you know, per se, it looks different for you. Right. I just love, and I want to give somebody freedom if that's not been your story, you know, to go that one route we're used to. But I just want to give somebody freedom to embrace 100. where they're at. And, and you're not potent for the kingdom just because you receive a full-time paycheck. 100. You know, you, you can be potent for the kingdom in many ways. Yeah. And like, just from experience, uh, when I was in full-time ministry, I understood what I was able to do. I've been able to accomplish more not being in the traditional full-time ministry because it's allowed me to think at a different, in a different level, but also think in a different way. I now, you know, even when City Light first started and we're doing small groups and there's really no staff, it's like you have to be creative with your constraints. And so it's taught me to actually be way more effective with my time and, and allow me to be mo way more effective with That's the true. people that were trying to get yeah. on board or get to lead or be a part of a team. And so it's actually... It's, it's actually altering even my outlook on ministry that it doesn't have to look 
like 40 hours in the four yep. walls of the church, you know? F- funny thing, though, and, and someone else I want to interview later on this fall uh, has had the opposite experience. Um, a friend of mine who has absolutely killed it corporately. I mean, built brilliant businesses, just recently went full-time ministry. It's awesome. So, again, it's, it's, not, it's not one or the other. To me, it's, it's about confidence in your calling, knowing yeah. and understanding and unlocking the calling and the gifting that God has placed on the inside of you. Um, so, I guess... I'm still on the social media trip. <laughs> I want to bring it back. To the take, take it. I know. Like I said, she take wants to start her YouTube channel. I know. I, ne- I need to learn as much as I can while you're sitting here. No. Um, what do you, what are some mistakes that you see leaders making on social media? Mm. I believe uh, most churches are using their social media platforms to sell. I think churches are not the best at selling. It's, it's just a bulletin board. Yeah, just be here at this time. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. If I hear, don't miss this one more time. <laughs> I think I, I probably said that this That's week. That's so you know? good though. But my thing is like, what if I do miss it? What do you have for people that are missing the thing that's in person? And so when I, when I think about, wow. instead of what using your social media platform to sell church, use the social media platform to serve. If that is your angle of creativity, it'll unlock so many ideas because now it's a place of service back to giving value, use the social media platform to give value to your church. So good. Is your church getting better because they follow you on social media? Wow. Or are they just aware of what's going on? Wow. You know? Oh, so I'm passionate so about this as you can probably feel yeah. because I believe it comes back to poor stewardship. Here's, an, here's, here's a platform you are given to reach your church in a fresh way and we're using it as a bulletin board. You, like that's not helpful. Uh, honestly, you just totally set me free on something. When you said, what are you doing for the people who are missing it? Because think about it right now, how many people are disengaged from church? Like people that God loves, people that for whatever reason, they they find themselves disconnected from the place that God had them or God planted them or whatever. You just honestly totally set me free on there is there's something for them. Amen. And, 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 and we have responsibility. Yeah. To that. And I, I mean, on a practical level, use the use stories to like promote, you know, Gosh. But all day promote on stories. But like you serve with your posts like every I, I should I mm. should attribute my social my church's social media account to value. Like every time I see something, I'm like, that's all, like I, I just got better in 30 seconds. I just got better this and that compound interest. And that's why coming from a person who was behind the scenes. I am passionate about helping people who are behind the scenes to know that they need to start stepping into a pastoral leadership kind of role as as you're thinking about the people uh, and how you can help them. And and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that churches could start doing on their social media is just use it as a place to serve your church. You're not not trying to blow up on social media. Just serve your church. Great. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times I don't post on social media because I don't, I just, I don't want to be a bulletin board, but I sell. No. And I didn't, I didn't have that, that, that picture in my mind of like, that's, that's what it is. It's a bulletin board. And I don't want to be that. I want to, I want to post value. Right. I love that. That helps me. If you learn how to market, you never have to sell. And so in the context of the church, if you learn how to give value, you never have to convince. Oh my gosh, you, that is people so are good. just aware of what's going on, and they want to be a part of something that is giving it. It's it's just the it's just the I guess you could say the principle of 
wanting to give back because I've been given so much. Right. You know? And so, yeah. Gosh, I, yeah, you're, I'm like rethinking my whole fall now. Like what the heck am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, because I feel that I feel really stopped up in terms of, we, I have a lot I want to say, but I don't have the way to say it. And I, and I say, don't miss it far too much. I am so convicted right now. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's like uncomfortable. I can feel the conviction. Like. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there's still an Instagram story on my Instagram right now. Me saying, don't miss I think Team you typed conference. it out like in the words too. Like, don't miss it. Okay. Let me, let's go back on the church side of your worlds. Um, what would you say is the biggest opportunity that churches are missing right now in communication? I'm the video guy and I'm seeing churches underutilize or misuse video. So back to talking about serving your church and giving value, I believe we could be using video to truly serve our church from, mm. from a staff level all the way to the lead pastor. Uh, sending video thank yous to your serve team. Pull out your phone. Oh, wow, Man, I saw you serving this weekend, so I didn't get to see you, but I saw you, sir. Like the smile on your face, what you did with the people who were camp coming your way, wow. you totally owned it. Video. I, I see that churches are very concerned with getting the task done. When we meet in person, it's all about getting the task done. What if you shot that task on video they can watch it on their own time so that when we meet in person, we can actually have a genuine conversation and it not have to be about the task at hand. That's so great. So I believe churches wow. are underutilizing video to reach their congregation, even in the context of courses. Uh, you know, we at City Light, we do our next steps course. It's online and then it leads to a one on one video call. And then it's like you get sent a ministry like rundown video like, hey, I'm your ministry lead. You'll find me on Sunday after you check in. So, you know, there's a face to the name and then, you know, you'll start here and then we and we go from there. It eliminates. I, I've found that systems allow for relationship. It doesn't mm. replace relationship, wow. but it allows me to actually get Brilliant. connected with you. So wow. I'm not like a robot on Sundays and we're just about getting this test done. Brilliant. It's about uh, using video to, to buy back time and be a good steward of your time so that we can truly serve people. Brilliant. Your church has grown beautifully. It's been incredible. Uh, I love your pastor. I love your church. I've never had a chance to go. I, I, it's a, it, it is a, it's a bucket list church for me. I just, I love what God's doing. As your church has grown, what has it required of you? Because I kind of follow this line, as the church grows, we have to grow with it 100. on the inside. So what has church growth like required of you? Yeah, I mean, it, it has required um, for me to consistently consume things for my, my self-growth, uh, leading myself, right? I, I, I would say, you know, I have routines that help me along the way that I don't need to like change. They're healthy routines. It's kind of what's foundational to when things grow, it allows it to grow, build on. Right. But I definitely think it's, it's, it's always having, I should, I should always be coming from a place of overflow and not, you know, taking out of an empty well in any context. If pastors asking me to preach on a weekend, I shouldn't, it should come from a place of overflow. And so, um, I think that that would be like more on the, you know, the private side of things. But I think practically I've had to grow, better as a husband and a father. I've had to grow better as a communicator right. and work on my communication. I've had to grow better as a, a friend, you know? And, and in this growth, probably my biggest thing that I might grow in or that, I, that I'm feeling God calling me to grow in, and I know it's so 
elementary, it's the Sabbath. Yep. Because I got saved and just jumped into ministry. Wow. And so it was Sundays and then it was school. Now it's Sundays and it's work. And and my involvement with church was always more than the average person, you know, mm-hmm. because I was called to it. But I I missed the Sabbath. I missed out on it. Mm-hmm. I got the tithe down. I I I learned to tithe on a $250 paycheck. Mm. That was chill. That praise God. Yeah. And yeah. now I feel like I'm learning to tithe on a lot of money in the in the context of my Sabbath mm. because I have there's so much opportunity that I know I'm, I could miss out on. Right. There's so much things I could be doing. Great perspective. But, but learning how to Sabbath really well uh, is is something I'm journeying through. You know, I'm reading, you know, I, like this year, I felt like that was like the thing. I always get a word from God every year. I take the first week of the year, not saying you need to do this. And I know the Bible says don't fast, but I think it's helpful. I take seven days. I just do a, a, a water fast and I get my God, what is my instruction for the year? And I, th- I believe this year it was the Sabbath. And so I've been, it's kind of like learning how to tithe on whatever, you know, fill in the blank. So yeah, what a yeah. great, what a great perspective on that. And um, especially in a day right now where people want to exit the work environment, you know, where mm. there, there's, a, there's a real lack of appetite for hard work. The beautiful thing about the Sabbath is the Sabbath is not, retreating to resign it's right. it's retreating to renew and re- re-enter so so it's the intent behind the sabbath is, is really the beauty of it and the church could have so much to say on this in a culture that really despises the yeah the, it's hustle culture the hustle right yeah now. you know um i want to i want to land the plane i guess and just ask you like what's your heart for leaders Right now, leaders that are navigating current church life, current season, like if you could just talk straight to the heart of a of a leading second leader out there, wherever they find themselves on the org chart, you know, wherever they find themselves on the team, would you just like 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 pastor them for a minute, talk right into their heart, talk right into their spirit? Like, what would you say to that leader right now? Yeah, man. Number one, I would say thank you, thank mm. you. You're you're doing great. Uh, I want to encourage you that uh, maybe it's unseen right now. Maybe you feel unseen, but your work is sowing seed, and I believe you'll Beautiful. reap a, harv- a harvest. And if it'll look beyond your uh, whatever you can think, uh, ask or imagine. But I would say my encouragement to you is: don't forsake the daily encounter. Mm. The daily encounter—that is the thing that's going to hold you tight. When I'm not seen, I need my daily encounter. When the, when the success comes or when, when the notoriety or whatever comes, I need my daily encounter. So it's good. what's going to keep you grounded. And I, I think that looks different for everybody, but I think that's such an important uh, phrase to get in your spirit is how is my daily encounter right now? Yeah. I'm not going to let, I'm not, I won't compromise. Nothing's going to take this from me. Uh, I read a book, you know, uh, from uh, Carrie Newoff called At Your Best. Mm. And it, it talks about zones. And we all have about a two to four hour window when we are at our best. How we steward what we do in that time frame is very important because it affects the rest of your day. Wow. I am sharpest. I'm the most creative. I'm the most like on point in the morning from six to nine a.m. That's kind of why I've 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 not done uh, meetings in the morning with people because we can meet for lunch. We can meet in the afternoon, but because this is t- this time I need to be locked in to with God 
because I'm at my best in the morning. So I'm going to give him my best. Great. And so I would encourage you to really dial in your daily encounter and connect with God because at the end of the day, that's what that's what's most important. It's not the, Beautiful. the ministry. It's not the growth, the accolades. It's truly how you are growing as a as a, a Christ follower. That's beautiful. Omar, thank you so much for a great conversation today. Thank you for investing in Leading Second. We're really grateful for Amen. you. Dude, thanks for having me. I'm pumped uh, to be a part of this now. I'm just joining. Oh, no, you're I'm in. No, you're, you're back. Bro, family. It's only up here. It's going up here from here. We're going to talk about video podcasting off, off the... I love it. I love it, man. Thanks right. so much. for joining us today. To find the episode guide, visit our website at leadingsecond.com slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at leadingsecond. And if you're looking to connect with other second chair leaders, be sure to join us in the Leading Second Collective on Facebook.